Happy Tuesday, question mark. Everyone out there, you're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sarah Avampato, bringing you Kings news and hockey news and, you know, general thoughts and feelings during all of this. I say Tuesday question mark because I had to look at my calendar like four times before I hit record to remind myself it's Tuesday. And then as I was saying it, I pulled up the calendar again to be like, is it still Tuesday? Am I lying? Am I not sure? Uh, so that, that's sort of the state of the world uh, today is having no clear idea what day of the week it is, but pressing on nonetheless. We do actually have King's news for you today. Uh, it came out after I had already posted yesterday's show, so I uh, didn't quite make it in there, but that's fine. It gives us something to talk about today, and that is Tyler Madden. He signed his three-year entry-level contract on Monday, uh, therefore concluding his NCAA career and turning pro. He, of course, was acquired by the Kings in the trade that sent Tyler Toffoli up to Vancouver, so one Tyler for another. When Madden was still a Canucks prospect, he had been kind of rumored to be considering turning pro at the end of this season anyway, but it was unclear whether or not the Kings were still going to want that from him, uh, what they wanted best from him development-wise once he joined the Kings organization. But there we have it. He has put pen to paper and signed a deal so he will turn pro. Now, the deal will presumably begin next year uh, from reading some articles about other college players who have been signing their entry-level contracts. The NHL is essentially not allowing any deals for this year, uh, as they don't know what this year is going to look like. As you know, a lot of times guys will sign entry-level contracts coming out of college, uh, and they will burn the first year. They'll play in like one NHL game, and therefore, because of how old they are, because of when they sign the contract, all that stuff, it means that they have essentially taken a year off of what is a two-year deal usually. The Kings did that, I believe, with Blake Lazat. He played in one game at the end of last season to essentially use one year of his deal. I think they did the same thing with Danny Brickley a couple years ago as well. Uh, so it's pretty common with college players, but Madden in this case, uh, there's no hockey. And so uh, <laughs> nothing for him to do. While none of the releases from the Kings specified it, I do think, and this is just speculation, that it is possible for him to follow the same route as Alex Turcotte did and sign an amateur tryout agreement in the AHL, which would allow him to play for the Ontario Reign. But that, of course, would be presuming that the AHL comes back and the Reign get to play more games. Uh, right now, they would be out of the playoff picture if you decided to just go back to the season and start the playoffs uh, and rank teams by points percentage. They would just barely miss the cutoff. But like I said, that is all speculation. I'm sure the Kings wouldn't mind getting Madden into some game action if the opportunity presents itself. But for right now, it looks like he's going to get a nice restful summer and then pick up next season in the NHL or AHL, wherever he goes to. But let's talk about what we do know, which is Tyler Madden's performance to date in his hockey career. He played two total seasons in the NCAA. In 65 total games across those two seasons, he recorded 63 points, 31 goals, 34 assists, So in his first season, he was slightly under a point per game pace. He played at 0.78 points per game. And in his second year, he was slightly over at about 1.4 points per game. Uh, This season, it was cut short not long after the bean pot because of an upper body injury. I believe it was a hand injury, so not something with any real long-term impacts to him. His last game was February 14th for Northeastern, but I believe he was expected to be back to play if, for example, Northeastern made it to the Frozen Four. Uh, But of course, as we know, everything was canceled. And so his college season is done. Over those two years, he 
pretty much immediately became an impact player for Northeastern. Uh, he won one Hockey East championship uh, last season. Uh, Northeastern won two back-to-back Beanpot titles, which I think someone had a graph on, tw- on Twitter or online once that was like, it's like the easiest trophy to win, but yet also like super important if you happen to go to one of those four schools. But regardless, Northeastern did it back to back. They actually did it back to back to back, uh, but obviously Madden was only on two of those teams. He also has earned a lot of individual praise. He was a two-time nominee for the Hobie Baker Award. He was on the Hockey East first team all-star uh, list and also the All East rookie team in his first season. So lots of individual recognition for Tyler Madden as he pretty much just buzzsawed through his two year NCAA career. One important thing about Madden that I have noticed when he gets the puck, he wants to shoot it. Uh, he had 109 shots, which led Northeastern this year. I am pretty much having uh, visions of him and Alex Turcotte being on a line together in the future. Turcotte, as we know from watching him play, he's much more of the setup man. Uh, he's more of the puck distributor and you know doesn't shoot the puck a whole ton doesn't get a whole bunch of goals on his own but is really great at helping set up his teammates for scoring opportunities so put the two of them together and that's going to be pretty deadly and then you just think about I don't know maybe Arthur Kaliev in the future Uh, Kaliev and Turcotte have played together uh, at the international level for Team USA uh, so they have some familiarity there as well put those three guys on a line together and you know I'm not thinking about handedness or position or anything I just I'm just putting them all together in my fantasy kings lineup put them together and you have got a super dangerous trio. Madden led Northeastern in points this season, despite the fact that he played, I think, seven games less than uh, the amount of games total played in Northeastern season. He still led them in points. So I can only imagine the impact and the totals he would have had uh, had he actually been able to play the full year. One thing about Tyler Madden that is really one of the only glaring drawbacks in his game is his size. Now, if you've been a listener of the show or you just know me from around the internet, you've read my writing on Jules and the Crown, you just follow me on Twitter, whatever, uh, you'll know that I don't particularly care about how big a player is. I don't put a lot of importance on a guy's size. You know, I think there are places where it is an advantage. I I don't necessarily know that you're ever going to see a 5'5 goalie in the NHL anymore. I think the smartest players who are small uh, learn how to use their size to their advantage. They can learn to avoid or otherwise appropriately handle physical contact. They can use their small size to get into spaces where, you know, some 6'5 power forward can't get into. Look no further than a guy like Alex Dabrinkit, even Nathan Gerby, who doesn't have uh, the elite skill level that, you know, one would see in someone like Tyler Madden. But Gerby is 5'4 and has carved out a pretty good career for himself, largely in sort of a journeyman role, but he's been really important for Columbus this year and has found a home for himself in professional hockey, knowing how to use his size and his skills to to his advantage. So I don't think it's important for someone to be this like super ripped 6'3". Like not not everyone needs to be like Jeff Carter and Dustin Brown and Anche Kopitar, these just huge blocks of men. But (laughs) there is, you know... At the professional level, there is a lot more physical contact, a lot more roughness to the game than you see in college and you see in USHL. One of the things from when I've talked to players who have made the jump from USHL to college is that they say one of their biggest surprises is how physical it is and how different the game is playing against 
you know, you go from playing against like 17 to 20 year olds to playing against sometimes a guy who's like 24 and fully physically developed. Um, and you're, you know, an 18, 19 year old still kind of growing into your body. I talked to a handful of guys at the summer showcase this, this summer, um, who all basically said sort of the same thing when asked about their transition from USHL to college. Guys that I've talked to in the AHL have said the same thing about their transition from college or juniors to the pros is how fast it is, how physical it is, and how that's, you know, it's a level up from where they were before, which is the way it works. But it's something you have to be prepared for and you have to know how to handle. Tyler Madden is listed at 5'11 and 155 pounds on Northeastern's site. Um, I think it's no secret that he is going to need to put on some weight, some muscle, build his strength uh, to really be successful as a pro. And I have no doubt, of course, that the Kings training staff are going to do whatever they can do to help him gain the size and strength that will help him stand up to the physicality of an 82-game NHL season and to have him, you know, reach the best success that he can, uh, whether he's playing in the AHL, NHL, whatever next year, uh, you know, they're going to help him get there. That is their job. Uh, the Kings are doing it more and more often with smaller players. Uh, look f- look no further than Blake Lazat, who has been uh, very successful in his role, uh, despite being a smaller guy. He knows how to kind of leverage his size and, and use that to his advantage. And I think he's someone that someone like Tyler Madden can look to as an example if he needs one. So it's not a huge hurdle for Madden. He'll learn really quick once he does get to the pro level, uh, just in case he isn't taking it seriously. I'm sure he is. But he will learn that first game, uh, really, uh, what it is he's going to need to do for his physical body to be able to play at that level. Everything else skill-wise isn't a concern. Uh, He's a great skater, uh, great with the puck on or off his stick. He excels at finding space in the ice. Uh, Everything you could ask from him is something uh, that he's already doing, essentially, as a player. Marquinetti spoke with John Rosen uh, after the signing and talked a little bit about Tyler Madden, gave a little bit of a scouting report. Uh, Unetti said, there's a lot of guys that can skate fast and they don't handle the puck at the same speed. And there are a lot of guys that handle the puck really quickly, but don't skate fast with it. Madden doesn't slow down with it. And even with his size, he has the ability to make plays in traffic. Good hands in tight. He's shifty. Again, needs to get a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. One other thing that really shone through for me in reading Marquinetti's comments to John Rosen is that the Kings and Rob Blake have a very specific vision of the type of player they're going for in terms of acquisitions, uh, in terms of culture and leadership and stuff like that. They like Tyler Madden because they think that he will fit in very well with the culture that they're trying to instill in this current version of the team. Rosen put it as a organizational philosophy that favors competitiveness. So they're looking for guys like Tyler Madden, like Blake Lazat, like Alex Iafalo, Mikey Anderson, Tobias Bjornfoot, Jared Anderson Dolan, all these guys, they have the skill to be NHL players, um, regardless of if they're top liners or if they're fourth liners filling holes in your lineup. These are guys who have the skill, but they also have the leadership, the drive, the character uh, to get the job done and to be important players for the team now and in the future and who are going to buy in to this new culture. They're going to buy into whatever Todd McClellan is teaching them. And so from that perspective, it's a really interesting kind of like organizational reset of these are our guys. This is what we're looking for. This is the coach who is going to lead them and finding people who fit that mold. And honestly, it's not too different from what Dean Lombardi did of looking for guys with that type of high character, that will to win, um, that drive to be successful. It's the same kind of model. They're just looking for a different 
a little bit different of a kind of player. Uh, they're not just looking for uh, the big guys who can score and be physical. They're looking for that intelligence, that smartness on the ice, not just people who are like all heart you know, which there's nothing wrong with that, but you need, the Kings had the perfect storm in 2012, 2014 of character guys and guys who aren't, you know, elite, but managed to all fill roles on the team. It's kind of going to be the same way here. Like not everyone is Andre Kopitar, not everyone is Drew Doughty, but you need people all up and down your lineup uh, who can play with skill and who have uh, the character, the personality, um, the leadership to be a part of a winning team. So there's clearly a type of player that they are going after. And guys like Tyler Madden fit that exactly. Yanetti went on to say when talking about Tyler Madden and his, and his competitiveness, he says Madden competes in the traditional sense, but he competes with pace. That means getting the puck back fast. That means getting it up the ice fast. That means making plays and executing with speed. There are so many things that go into competing with pace. It's not just skating fast. And one thing was pointed out that the Kings, uh, especially during this winning streak, as they have kind of gotten more into a groove, um, um, they're a team that when they lose the puck, they get it back fast. With the exception of like a handful of games, I can certainly think of a couple of those games against Colorado, including the stadium series um, where the Kings were just completely hemmed in their own zone uh, with Colorado controlling the puck. Uh, the Kings haven't really been a team that give up the puck and then just are like, well, never mind. The other team has it now. Uh, they do fight to get it back. Um, if you look at their possession numbers, they are a very good Corsi team uh, if we want to look at it that way. So they're not a team that has a lot of trouble getting the puck back. Uh, the issue has just been now, as it ever has been, is finishing. So hopefully with some of these new guys who are going to be coming in to the fold over the next couple of years, uh, the Kings will have the finishing issue solved as well. So Tyler Madden signs his entry-level contract. Obviously no idea where he's going to play, if he'll make the team out of camp, if he will go to the AHL, whatever. But very excited to see what it is that he brings to the table and how he adapts to being a pro uh, coming up next season, whenever that is. So that's it for news. want to give you a couple of reminders uh, about the book club. The first discussion day is going to be coming up on Friday, bit.ly slash Kings Book Club to find out more about that. I am doing a giveaway of the book, Tales from the Los Angeles Kings Locker Room on Twitter. All you have to do is retweet the tweet and also be following the Twitter account for the podcast podcast, which I'm sure you already are. Uh, if you missed that yesterday, all you have to do is go to the Twitter page, Locked on LA Kings. It is the pinned tweet at the very top of the page. All you got to do, hit retweet, and you will be entered to win a copy of the book, all free. All you got to do is give me your address and I will send it to you. I'll even like promise to, you know, Clorox wipe the bag that I put it in or whatever to, you know, double prevent you from viruses or whatever. So running a giveaway of a copy of the book, Tales from the Los Angeles Kings Locker room uh, just for you. Go on to Twitter and enter for your chance to win. Uh, so that is coming up. I'm very excited uh, to get to talk about this book with all of you guys and to start delving into some Kings history. So that's it for us here today on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter, like I said, at Locked on LA Kings. Make sure you're following and subscribing and all that great stuff to the show anywhere you can find it. And of course, tell all your friends all about it. Make sure that if you you 
have a Kings fan in your life that they know all about this show and that we are going to continue talking about hockey even if games aren't being played. So that's it for today. Now that we're done here, go tell your smart device or podcast listening uh, (laughs) engine of choice to go play the latest episode of Locked on NHL. Uh, Get some National League coverage over there as well. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.